Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Sporting 160 EN. This is Christian, and I'm joined with my friend Danny. What number is this, Danny? 57? I think think so. I think it's 57 also. Yeah, podcast number 57. Um, Yeah, so Danny, how are you, man? I'm good, man. I just got frazzled at school currently. Um, so my brain's a little fried, but it helps the sparking one today. So we only have to really talk about one negative result to, in this podcast. But, you know, I'm doing good, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah. And so we can just get go ahead and get right into that first one. Get that out of the way. The loss at Tondela on uh, Sunday, uh, 1-0. Uh, so the lineup for sporting was as follows. Renan Ribeiro in goal. Rostovsky, Kowats, Ilori, Acuna on the back line, Miguel Luis, Dumbia, Bruno Fernandes, um, and Vieta Luis Felipe Balassi. Uh, Danny, what did you think of this game, this stinker? So, yeah, bro, it was exactly that. It was a stinker. Um, where I thought we did decent at times against Pas Freira the week before, um, we had none of that really against Tondela. Um I was looking for a bit more of an improvement, obviously, seeing as we didn't even play that great against Pasuj, uh, but it was total opposite from the from the get go. We didn't we didn't play that well. Um, I, I haven't watched the highlights, so I can't even remember a, a chance that we even had on their on their on their uh, on their goal. Um, Tondela controlled a lot of the a lot of the play, from what I remember. Um, they were the ones being more lethal in attack. Um, in my opinion as well. Let me try to pull up some stats real quick. Because uh, it was just, overall, it was just bad, man. Um, you know, and, and their goal, it, it was deserving. I think we, we, we deserved the penalty in the first uh, in the first half. Um, that was unjust, in my opinion. But aside from that, like, we didn't really deserve anything from the game. Um, yeah, really, that's, that's my that's my quit my two thoughts on uh, or my two cents on uh, on the Tonella game they were deserved winners um and you know it, it's just it's scary to think that um you know we struggled so much against Fasuj we struggled so much against Tondela who's being decent I think they're, they were a tenth at the time um I'm only scared of what happens when we face you know even better competition I'm, I'm even more scared of what happens when we face our rivals I know Porto's looking bad right now but um I've, you put that you put that right beside Spartan, and we're we're still looking worse than them, um, especially in the league. So yeah, that Tondela, that Tondela game was was horrible. Um, you know, with, with 35 possession from Tondela, they still had you know a few more shots on goal from us, or at least they were more clinical. At least uh, it was it was it was bad, man. It was bad. What are your thoughts, dude? Yeah, I feel a lot of the same way as you do. It was just flat. You know, most of our the I would say the best chance that we created wasn't from open play. It was probably the Bruno Fernandes free kick. You know, we just didn't really seem that threatening at times. Uh, you know, the past two games, Vieto has been you know invisible out there. He's just he doesn't even like seem like he's getting on the ball at all. He's not doing anything. He's just like out there. Um, Balassi was having a, a very Balassi game in this one. Uh, he was a, a little bit better today. This one was just like one of those games where he just like seems like he can't even dribble. He's like tripping over himself. He's like completely out of control when he's running at all times. 
Um, and yeah, he, he really couldn't get anything going either. Uh, Luis Philippe, um, not a good game from him. Uh, so that was like the offensive triangle of v- very little production. Bruno Fernandes was doing most of that. Just, I mean, just the. I was thinking about this today, actually. Our midfield is just not good enough. It's not good enough to be at the level, you know, in terms of our squad and the results that we want to be getting. Miguel Luis, Dumbia, Eduardo, none of them are, are good enough, you know, to be consistently playing the way that they do. And I think that as long as that exists and very little or at least inconsistent is the best you could say, offensive firepower, you're just not going to get as many results as you want to just simply by those limitations. Yeah, man, and like, not to go back too much to today, not yet at least, but um, you see we have a good enough coach, at least at the time, for the time being, that the, the team offers some structure, we have some like, organization in place now, uh, whereas I thought earlier in the season we were, we were a disaster really defensively, um, but it goes to show more and more that the quality is just not there. Um, I like Dumbia. I liked more of what I seen from him last season, uh, but this season, especially defensively, he hasn't been good enough at all. Um, I mean, again, we'll get more into the, to today's game later, but at least today he seemed a lot more better on the ball. Uh, but off the ball is what really scares me. Um, I, I, not only for Duvia too, because that's the whole team. Off the ball, we we look really, really bad. We don't look. We don't know what we're doing. It doesn't look like we're playing with any confidence. Velocity. Bro, you hit it right, right on the head, man. Like, um, sort of to compare it to what Man U fans were saying about Lukaku last season, that he was playing in Timberlands. Sometimes I look at Velasquez and I feel like he's playing in Timberlands because, like, his touches will either get away from him and he'll just sort of, like, try to shield himself off from the defender to keep the ball in play. Um, at times he also just looks like a fucking bulldozer just trying to, like, run through uh, and manhandle the players, which, I mean, isn't bad, but... Um, He's a more when, physical Seydou Dumbia. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the Seydou Dumbia that 100% we have. That. Yeah, and I mean, okay, he hasn't had as many chances as Dumbia yet, but uh, it looks like he has his goal-scoring record too, you know? <laughs> yeah, the one goal that he scored, like, really he wasn't even his goal. Yeah, exactly. Um, What else about this game? Uh, we saw Kamashu uh, make a cameo in this game briefly, yeah. uh, as he did today as well. Anything stand out to you in terms of that? I mean, he came on and we suffered not too, like maybe ten minutes later, but uh, he he didn't play. I, he he didn't play bad. He just he didn't get on the ball a lot. Um, but I think that's more also on on uh, the team itself. The team didn't really look for him. Same as today, by the way. But the team didn't really look for him. Um, let me try to, who else came on too? I mean, Hesse also didn't really do much when he came on. We sort of changed the... He did have one, one moment that was, uh, all right, Hesse did. Um, I mean, it, it seems like he'll have, like, one moment a game, which... Yeah, I mean, one, like, one, like, one, he'll beat his defender, like, kind of a cool way that you can maybe clip it on, put on Twitter once yeah, a game, but he's also going to turn it over doing the same exact thing a million six times, times for every time he successfully does it a hundred percent and i mean that, that's the most frustrating thing it wouldn't it wouldn't suck if he was like an academy kid 
you know, on cheap wages and like you sort of learning his footing sort of thing. It just sucks that, you know, we pay, we're paying $2 million on him for a loan when we had Matos Pereira, um, you know, who's tearing it up for West Brom. We had, and I mean, I, I still think we have. I don't think he's going to get bought out because I haven't heard much of him. But we had Jelson Dalla who, okay, maybe he's not playing now, but at least the last season and the season before that were showing, like, stints that he can, that he can do a lot better than what Hesse is doing right now. Um, and, and I mean, Kama- like back to Kamashu, like he didn't do, he didn't do much, uh, which, which is a little scary seeing as we paid 5 million for him. He came from Liverpool. He was playing in England for a while. It doesn't, it doesn't show because he's really struggling in England. Um, I, I want him to beat his man more, but again, he, he hasn't, he doesn't get a lot of the ball for me to really see if he can or can't beat a man on a wing or not. And maybe him playing our right back sort of affected that too, but um, he's not—he's not the dynamic winger I thought he might have been when when we first signed him. Yeah, you know um, what I was truthfully thinking also was what if because he—I know he he said at the beginning of the season that he didn't want to play right back anymore, and they wants—he's like a winger, is offensive player. Dude, Rostovsky and Rozier have not convinced me enough that I don't think it's. At least worth taking a shot and seeing what he can do there. Because honestly, like, what would you rather do? Be a primarily a winger and sit on the bench, or a right back and play more regularly? So, Fair. I mean, uh, I don't know. I think it's worth a shot. I thought Rostovsky has been very poor recently in those couple, the two games that he had. Uh, and Rozier was all right today, but uh, you know, just overall. Just not a lot to show for you know the minutes that he's played. I wouldn't mind saying Kamashu as a as a wing back, especially if we're gonna stick play like if we're gonna continue playing three, uh, three at the back. Yeah, because again, I don't know, I don't want to read too much into Matu missing two games back to back, but um, especially seeing his age, um, it might be that he, he's a little injured or he's tired or knackered, whatever it is. Uh, is this the first uh, time this happened this season? Because he always does this. He always well, he, 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 he won't play the whole season. Yeah, yeah, that's for sh- that's for sure. So uh, I don't know if it's the, it might be the first time, but it, uh, I, I I could be wrong about that. I know he missed at least a game or two already. But, yeah, uh, I say that to say like, seeing as Matthew's not playing, we won't we won't play four at the back. So if we do continue to play three at the back, <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not you know I'm I'm a fan of I, I guess you know I'm not against it at least. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Kamashu as a right uh, a right wing back because like you said, Rosier. He hasn't. He's not been bad, but he hasn't really. He hasn't really impressed. He hasn't really brought us what maybe we were expecting. Uh, so why not try Kamasha there? Maybe he can offer something different offensively. Because Rosier sometimes lets the ball get by him, or his first touch will let him down a lot of times on that wing. Um, so I guess it wouldn't hurt to try Kamasha at right wing back. I'm a little scared at right back because all three with those, well, Ristovsky and, and Rosier and, and I guess Kamasha as well. Those, these three guys, like, they don't provide the defensive stability that maybe, like, a Puccini would offer us. And I think that's what's really lacking on this defense is we don't have wingbacks that will really defend. I mean, Acuna does his best. Acuna is probably our better um, defensive wingback or right or fullback. But even still, he's sort of a natural winger, right? So he, his, his main intentions usually is to bomb forward. Um so, like, I think we need at least one defensive sort of fullback. And it's usually, you know, as, as the last few years we've been, you know, uh, spoiled to uh, a right back sort of coming in and, and filling that cog in, in the defense. 
Um, so maybe that's my beef with them, but uh, I don't know. I, they, they don't offer enough going forward for me to really be okay with them not doing their due diligence defensively, at least. So Kamashu at right back, I don't know how much of an improvement that will be. But I'm with you. If it gives the kid minutes, because the kid, I mean, he needs some minutes. At least play if he's not playing in the under-23s, you know, give him a give him a run out. It's just so shit that we're out of the TASA already uh, and probably out of the TASA the Liga that it's not even – we can't even really play these youngsters. So, uh, it's just it, is definitely in a tough one with Kamashu. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that Acuna is probably the best at doing that. I don't know if Acuna is really actually that good defensively. I just think that he's so aggressive that it, it just ends up working. Yeah, and I mean, he's, be- he's the better of the four uh, or five, like the, the fullbacks that we have. He's the best one we have. Because Borja, he's decent defensively, but I don't know if he's better than Acuna. No, he's not. Yeah. Um, and then I guess just to wrap this up, um, where we stand. I'll, I'll this. Uh, where, what did you think of Ilotti against Tondela? Oh, he is a scapegoat, but he uh, he wasn't good. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it wasn't like catastrophic. Yeah, he just makes me feel uneasy. Like it always seems like the ball happened today a couple times. Even the ball is like bouncing around in the box. And he just, like, can never just get it away the first time. Like, he'll weirdly, like, whiff at it or he'll hit his foot and then, like, go back into the middle. It's just, like, he just, like, is sketchy, man. <laughs> he's just, yeah. like, he's just sketchy. So if you can avoid him being, like, catastrophic, um, you know, you just take it uh, as a W, you know? Um, I, I don't think, even know if he was the worst one out there. Yeah. Sorry, what? I don't think he was, I don't think he was the worst one out there. No, uh, I agree, I agree, I agree. I'm, I'm just more shocked that she just didn't go with Netsu. Uh, yeah, I know. I think that Netsu, like, what's wrong with playing it back four with Kowats and Netsu? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I mean, it seems fine. If you're going to do it with Elodie, like, Jesus. I mean, yeah, that dude's definitely way better defensively. I think um, the point of doing the back three with Alori is so that, you know, there's at least two other center backs for cover for him. Exactly. So the logic yeah. of just him, but not Netu when you're playing four doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But whatever. At least he played today. Yeah. At least, and, and to be fair, at least today with the back three, we looked a lot better. Um, defensively, we looked a lot better handling pressure because that's the biggest thing that Spartan's been struggling with. Even with Marcel Kaiser last season, was we, we can't even take a little bit of pressure. Um, though against this Tondela game, it might have been a uh, hopefully it's an outlier because we didn't we we didn't play out of the back very well at all. Like we gave away ball the ball many times. My, mind you, we played a lot in their midfield, but whenever they would pressure us, like. Uh, it looked disastrous, to say the least. So at least with a back three going off today, it looked a bit better. So hopefully that'll that'll hopefully maintain if Matthew's not going to play. Yeah. Agree. Um, anything else on this game? No, not really. Not that I can remember, dude. All right. And then I guess just as a wrap-up, <laughs> that leaves us 10 points off the top in, nice. with 10 games played. All the, the, I guess by all the ground that we made up, 
on Thursday uh, just, like, was counteracted. Which which is hilarious because just before the game, or the, the press conference before the game, uh, Sidious was talking about how uh, if we win every game, we can still be champions. And the moment we got on top, like, the, the next game, it's fucking, we lose, so. Um, we, it's, it, it technically is still true because uh, playing mean, yeah. Befica and Porto twice is 12 points, so uh, we're, we're 10 points off the... <laughs> The top, right? So it's still possible, but yeah. that's not gonna happen. Uh, do you think we finish third? Do you, we're six points off Family Count. Um, I want to say yes, um, only because I mean we're all expecting Family Count to have a drop off sooner or later. Though, I mean, one of their young defenders just got called up to the Argentinian national team. So, I mean, there's clearly, like, quality in that, into the team. So, um, I don't think a drop-off is going to happen that much, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're still going to be good in, in every game that they play. Yeah, exactly. and they've been bullying the little teams for the most part, too. Usually, teams will start, especially after that, this international break, teams will start uh, faltering to the smaller teams. I know they lost to Porto, but it's Porto. After that, they re- they've recovered well. I think they beat Gil Vicente. And tied Braga. Uh, and they tied oh, Braga, right. exactly. Yeah, 2-2. Two, two. And they were down 2-1, right? So yeah. They're showing a little bit of fight about them. George Men's FC, so... I don't know, dude. They, they, <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll get some, re- some, some George Men's FC reinforcements in January and be even deeper. Yeah. yeah. A couple, probably, guys, a couple guys from Wolves. Maybe a guy from Monaco or something. To tighten it up. City, probably <laughs> Nottingham Forest or something for sure, man. Like, the guy has connections, so. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I still want to remain the faith, that, like, keep the faith that we'll finish third. Because more more than anything, I'm scared of what happens to Siljaj if 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 uh, if we finish fourth or fifth. Yeah. Um, but under, this is I mean, bad. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we're one we, point up on fifth. Who's in fifth? Gimeranj? Gimeranj with 16. We have 17. There you go, yeah. And they... We just beat them. Yeah. Exactly. To drop points, you know, it doesn't even give us, like, some breathing room from Gimeranj, who, again, tied against Arsenal, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, they've been having a, dec- a pretty good season. They've been unfortunate in Europe a few times, uh, so at least they got the draw against Arsenal, so credit to them, but... Uh, they look good, dude. So it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if, if even we finish behind them. Um, but I, I, again, I'll try to I'll, I'm remaining optimistic as as much as I can. But with this team, uh, fifth to me is is a very good possibility that we finish there. And then at that point, if we finish fifth, we're hoping that Porto or Benfica win or are playing each other in the final of the Tasa de Portugal so that fifth could be a European spot, you know? Oh, right. <laughs> As opposed to, you know, if, like, Guimarães or Bovista or Tondela or someone like that wins, I guess not Tondela, but Rio Ave or Braga wins the Tasa de Portugal, they'll get the Euro spot, and so will three and four, and fifth will not, you know? So yeah. kind of embarrassing to be in that position. Um, we will be yeah. playing uh, Europa League qualifiers next season, uh, guaranteed, if we're in the competition. We'll have to play yeah. our way into it. 
because even though even if we pass Russia this year, um, it doesn't help out any anything as of next year, right? It only happens in like two years. No, no, it's it's not for this season. It'd be for that next season. So it'd be for 20, 20 and twenty one as opposed to nineteen and twenty, which we're in. Right, right, right. Fair. Yeah. So. Yeah, dude. Uh, but at least we're flying the flag high for for your for Portugal in your competition. <laughs> Oddly enough, Braga is too. Who's who's Braga is too. Fair enough. Yeah. Who's had a bad campaign in Portugal? So it's really weird that. But yeah, another fat L for Porto today in Glasgow. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes indeed. Do nothing to a Rangers team that is anything <laughs> special. Yikes. All right. So do you want to move on to our European game today? Sure, sounds good. All right, so today's game was against Rosenberg in Norway. Our lineup was 3-5-2 with Renan Ribeiro and Net. Netu Kowatsi Lodi is back three. Rozier, Dumbia, uh, Eduardo, Borja, Bruno Fernandes. Uh, Borja and Rozier as their wingbacks. And then Balassi and Vieto up top. Um, what were your initial thoughts as you uh, watched this one? Yeah, so uh, right away, I, I noticed we were a lot better on the ball, um, passed the ball well, especially to the back. Um, we we were able to handle their pressure, um, like from from the back especially, to, to move it forward. It, it all again, it all comes back to the lack of quality into the team because there's there was a few plays. Uh, one in particular that I remember was Bruno Fernandes sort of passing out to the wing to Rosier, and Rosier just getting it, just uh, not keeping up to it or, or not getting a good first touch to it. Um, where if he got that, he has a clear flank to run at and maybe whip in the ball to Vieto or to Bulasi. Um, oh yeah, I remember that actually. Yeah, so should have got you know, there. He could, he could have, he definitely could have got there. So again, I, I go back to say maybe with a bit more quality, this team looks even better. Uh, but I have to say, it's already evident to the, the, um, the difference Sijic is making, at least in terms of organization, at least in terms of, of uh, ball movement, at least in this team. Uh, just likes, he's the type of manager that likes for us to keep the ball. Um, and you can tell we're a lot more comfortable on the ball than off the ball. Because off the ball, we're still disastrous. We're still not good defensively. Um, there's, uh, there was a chance, uh, it might have been in the second, uh, second half, where watch instead of really keeping up with the guy he, he kept up with the, he tried to maybe cut the ball off um but a striker just sort of uh ran through with the ball and was sort of through on goal to have a shot at the then and i think it went over uh it could have tested the keeper i just can't remember now um but again yeah not, not good enough um but aside from that I, it's definitely more positive i might actually be getting pulled over okay never mind um sorry <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a definitely more positive. You can definitely see the difference Sijic is making. Um, but yeah, a lot more needs to be done. A lot more, a lot more work needs to be, you know, done. And and I'm willing to give Sijic time, and I'm willing to, to even give this season a, a like a like a throwaway season, uh, so long as we see improvements. So long, especially so long as we see some efforts made in January. If not, then Verandes can fucking please fuck off because. The destruction of this club from from even a, even to last season is it's it's so evident and it's so bad that I, I don't understand how a guy keeps his job this way. I don't. But anyways, not to go back to the to the off the off the field things. But 
Let me make yeah. a hypothetical proposition here. Do you yeah. rather see him not make any investments and then fuck off, or make a lot of investments True. using his style, um, which we know is a style that has given us the season that we're having. So I guess if you like that, then um, I wouldn't worry about it. But it's like almost like, do we do we even want him to, you know, splurge yeah. in January? So it's like, dude, is he just going to like throw away 20 million or something? Like, is, is he going to sell, sell even? So he, he's got, so he's like plus 20 from, from the summer window. If he sells like a Cunha or Kawats, like theoretically he's thinking like he's up like plus 30 to 40 then. It's like, what is he going to do? Just drop 20 mil on like some more Hesse Rodriguez's, a couple more Bolasis. Um, I, like, I don't, I don't know what he plans to do, but it's the squad. It does need reinforcements. It's just a, a matter of how those are going to get done. Or maybe they'll just, they just won't address them and they'll just keep sucking. Very real possibility. Also, sure. sorry, don't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. No, I 100% agree with you. And, like, the, the thing is, though, too, the thing that worries about me with Fernandez, too, is um, especially because how we've seen in the summer that because he couldn't negotiate our biggest – because, re- like, we look at our rivals, Benfica and Porto, they don't sell an entire team to keep a player. They sell a player to keep an entire team. And, and what we did was we couldn't sell we couldn't sell Bruno Fernandes. I don't know how you only get $40 million for for the, the season that he had last season plus a decent national league, um, what, are, what are those, uh, the national... Nations uh, the League. Portuguese, Nations League, there you go. Uh, he had a decent campaign. So how we only get $40 million for him, I don't understand. And then for him to sell our whole right flank. So, like, this is my this is my sort of, like, where I try to empathize with, with Verandas to a sense is that we're bad because he sold our, our entire right flank. So maybe the players he brought in are, are good enough or are really good. They just need some time to blend to bleed in because they've only really been here for a month. But then again, it's like, why the fuck was that decision even made? So, you know, it, I, I can't even sympathize him with that, man. Like, again, I, to me, I hope he, he just purchases maybe a player or two that will need a number six, a number six especially, and maybe even a center back um, because I think we have – we might need another striker, but at least for January sakes, I think we just write in uh, Pedro Minch. We can maybe play this 3-5-2 and have, like, Vietu, Bulasi, uh, even Hesse sort of float or flirt with the winger striker sort of position. Um, so as long as we can, going back to what I was saying, go, as long as we can maybe buy a, a center back or a number six on the cheap or maybe even bring back at least Bragança and buy a center back, I think... I, I'll give him until, like, the end of the season to, to hopefully, like, you know, make his, his, his decision or, or sort of have the sausage to, to decide whether they want to they want him here or they want him to really fuck off. Um, but with that being said, like, it, it then depends, like, the player that he gets because I thought last summer or last winter we did all right. I thought Dumbia looked decent. I thought, uh, who else did we bring in from last season? Luis Felipe, he did very well. Um, so I thought, you know, at least player recruitment, he would have been, he would have been decent at, but this, this window, or at least this summer window was just, it was just disastrous. So it's hard to tell with Verandas right now. Um, but yeah, going back to the game, at least we looked better, but it has to be said, uh, Rosenberg looked garbage. I think they're, they finished like 16th in the Portuguese league. I don't know about you, dude. Uh, I got some stats for you. 
This was their 14th straight game in Europe, not including preliminary rounds here. So we're just talking group stages of European participations. A couple times it's been Champions League. A couple times it's been Europa, Europa League. 14 straight games without a win. Jesus. So th- they had 13 going into this game. Sporting extended that streak to 14. Uh, so, I-, I mean, to be honest, like I feel kind of bad for them. But they are, as one of the worst teams that Sporting has played in Europe that I've ever seen. Agreed. And uh, we beat them both times, uh, unconvincingly ish, both times. But I mean, we beat them twice in like two weeks. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It says a lot about Rosenberg, honestly. Definitely, yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not that great at all. We might need them to do us a favor, though. Maybe if they're feeling up to it in the last two match weeks, uh, but I'm not gonna uh, hold my breath on that one. Yeah, same here, dude. Uh, I think it's it's another that that streak's being extended to 16 losses straight or 16 without a win. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Definitely. Too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. And last last one today, which I mean I didn't want personally. Because last looked tough against us. We got away with one for playing a good five minutes and then holding on to our luck at, against them at home. So I can only imagine how it's going to be in Austria, especially seeing that PSV got slapped today. And they slapped us around in the first game. So, um, I, I mean, there's still a good possibility we're not making it out of the group. I know everybody's all gassed that we're in first right now, but it's only by two points. And we're facing PSV and LASK in these next two games. And... We're, we might be fucked. I don't want to be negative Nelly here, but we might be fucked. Yeah, I agree. It is, uh, it is not, you know, a situation that's super easy. They're both playing each other, or they're, they're each playing us and Rosenberg. So basically, if they take care of business against Rosenberg, we really only have to lose one of those two games, and we could still not make it through, you know? Actually, yeah. no, that's not true. We'd have if to we, drop if, points in both of them. Yeah. Uh, but if, even if we win one... Hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah. As long as we win one game, we're, we'll be fine. But that's what I'm saying. Like At the, at the moment, even though we're winning, it's, we, we it's, won today, it doesn't, it doesn't look good for us, at least. Because these two teams look really... They look decent. I didn't see today's highlights, to be fair, but they look decent from when we played them. Yeah, they they went down against PSV today in the for, in the fifth minute, and um and then they came back in the second half. I mean, I think they scored one in the first half, and then they they had thirty shots total, and like thirteen on target or something. Yeah, they it's truthfully better that we're playing PSV at home before the the last game, which is away in Austria, because I feel like if we're in a position where it's like if we have to go to Austria and get a result in that game to to advance. Uh, that's really a situation you probably are going to want to avoid. Yeah, agreed. Though the Dutch have been all right playing away. Like, yeah, in in general, not PSV specifically, but, like, I, I think of teams like Ajax, I think of Feyenoord. Uh, they've been getting, like, decent results over the last few years uh, away from home. PSV as well, in, like, the Champions League I can think of. So even with that... You know, and when we don't play that well at home either, so it's, it's not like it makes too much of a difference. It's so. not exactly an inferno that they'll be walking into. Exactly, <laughs> and and the the scariest thing too then, 
since seeing the, the current situation of the club is if we do end up going down to PSV at home uh, and we do need to get a result from that game, uh, that atmosphere will turn cancerous quickly. And, uh, I mean, you can see from the players' attitude, sometimes when the fans are really at their back, like, they cower away or, or, or they'll play within themselves or, or they'll feel more anxious and stuff like that. So, um, you know, our current situation at the club, too, doesn't help us at all if if we don't beat um, last or at least get some sort of result away. Even a draw isn't that good, but it's better than nothing. So, yeah, it all depends on, on, on our next European game in Austria. Yeah, I agree. Um, was there anyone that that stood out to you today in a either positive or negative way? Um, I like Viet- I think Vietto's sort of become maybe after maybe our third best player. Um, he's becoming more and more consistent. I think he's wasted out in the center. Uh, he's definitely more of a winger in my opinion, but um, I do like Vietto. I like at least his consistency. Um, I thought. I mean, Bruno Fernandes is definitely our best player. I thought Bruno Fernandes did a bit too much, especially early on in the game before his goal. Um, but I was glad to see him take that chance uh, because he, he sort of blew one earlier um, just before he scored the, the, the 2 nothing. He sort of blew a chance earlier in the box. But it was good to see him take that chance. So, I, uh, you know, he's definitely the man of the match, in my opinion. He was def- easily our best player. Um, but not, not a lot stood out. Um, interestingly enough, I, I didn't like – the timing of the substitutions, I I, underst- I mean, I understand with Rodrigo Fernandes of giving him a few more minutes and sort of slowly bleeding him into to senior team football. But in terms of Pedro Mendes coming on with like five minutes left, Camacho also came on, I think, in the 80- well, Did he come in in the 83rd or was that Rodrigo? That might have been Rodrigo. But Camacho, didn't- he came on pretty late too, so... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like the timing of the substitutions, especially for Pedro Menz and Camacho. And you, you sort of see like an effect of it towards the end of the game. Pedro Menz could have centered it to Camacho, and Camacho had a better uh, chance. Yeah, he's goal. like, fuck it, I'm shooting, dude. I'm yeah, ne- and, I never and, get to play. I'm just, I'm, I scored last time. I'm just gonna fucking shoot it. See what happens. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't, and I don't blame him on that because it's like you know, I'm trying to snatch my chances now. Like, I'm surprised he didn't even start today, seeing as we had Balassi and Vieto up top who. To me, are both wingers. They're not really strikers. So, uh, yeah, like I, I don't blame him for trying to, to do that, but he should also he has to be more aware of like, okay, this is a team sport. You know, Kamasha's over there. Maybe I can get the pass the pass off. But again, like I said, I, I don't. He he came on for five minutes. I don't blame him for trying to go for glory, especially seeing as we're two nothing up. If we were losing, okay, like that's that's something to beef about. But um, yeah, it, it, the timing of the substitutions I think really stood out to me. I, I don't. I didn't really, as much as I've been praising Cedric, I, I really hope he sort of improves that and, and sort of gives these young guys uh, more minutes, even though they're young. They, they definitely have quality about them. Yeah. What about you, dude? Anything stood out to you, dude? Um, the only thing that stood out to me is how much I'm starting to hate Eduardo. Um, yeah. He just sucks, man. And I thought today he was especially bad. He's just really totally, like, average and unimpressive to me. And I know that he's playing more than because Sidious knows him and the, he played for him before. But I don't I don't care. Like, he's not yeah. good. Uh, I, I, 
why would, like I'd rather see Rodrigo Fernandez play. You know, he's he's probably better than him. Like, you know, uh, I agree. Uh, I mean, and and I think I hope we bring back Wendell soon. I know he was he was, uh, you know, under disciplinary action. Fair enough, uh, but it's. He's way better. As much as we may moan about Wendell, he's way better than Eduardo. He has way more going for him, especially going forward. Uh, Wendell is, like, levels ahead of, of Eduardo. Eduardo, he was, he was a waste of money, man. He was, but anyways, uh, maybe he'll finally come good, but I doubt it. Yeah, I also doubt it. I think he already had his best game, that one game that he scored, I think. Did he score? No, he almost scored. He might have hit the bar, yeah. yeah. I think it was like, we get, we won like one nothing on a late PK. It was like a couple games ago. Obs, maybe? Yeah. That's, yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. That's the, that's the best game he's ever going to have. So if, if you watched that game and thought that that performance was the greatest thing ever, then <laughs> I, <laughs> it, it was totally fine, and I feel like that's like as good as it's going to get. So, yeah, I'm pretty much all set on him. Dumbia was a bit better today, had an assist. Uh, and actually, I think that that Netu to Kawat's goal was the first goal Sporting scored this season that he wasn't directly involved in, perhaps? Yeah. I believe so. I, I think uh, he has, retweeted it. The, he the has... 15 and 16 or something like that? He was involved in 15 to 16 of Sporting's yeah. 15 goals? Yeah, nine goals, six assists, and 15, yeah. 15 goals, and then 16 uh, so the other one was today. Um, what a ball from Netu to to Great Kawhi. Ball. And Great ball. He, I mean, they just didn't bother marking frequently, and I mean, they didn't mark Netu or Kawhi on that. No. And no, nah, I mean, they're just. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I mean, they're just not good. Even like with being, I don't know if you noticed this at first. All the sporting players were slipping and falling because they weren't used to playing on the frozen tundra. But the Rosenberg players are more used to playing on the Tundra. So even with that advantage, they still couldn't get the job done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was coming because even the corner, we had a corner just before that. And I thought, I think on corners were really bad because we all just rushed the area. Like every player will rush that, like the, the area where the ball's coming through. And nobody's really paying attention to sort of, uh, like if it gets cleared or whatever, we'll always get caught on a on a counter. Uh, so we won the corner right after, and then to see like Netu sort of stay back a bit, win that ball, and then co- cross it back in, uh, it was good to see. Especially because I was complaining on the fucking the the, the first corner that just ha- that happened just before the goal. Um, and it's also good to see that Quats knows uh, where to score, you know, and and it's no longer in his fucking own net, and he's finally scoring goals on the other side. So. That's also a, a, a big a big positive. <laughs> he is the third leading scorer on the team, I think, with three goals. Wow. Imagine if we counted the own goals. And if you counted the own goals, he'd be giving Bruno Fernandes a run for his money. <laughs> <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, what were your thoughts on the, on the game, though? I don't know if you really said anything about that. Yeah, I mean, I thought that it was much more convincing in the first half than it was in the second half. And in the second half, it was kind of, it got a little sweaty at times, you know. It's like yeah. they hit the post, they had more chances, they had more of the, much more of the ball in the second half. 
And if they could have scored one of those chances, then it would have been like, okay, they have all the momentum. You know, now they got the ball back, they're running it back, and there's like 15 minutes left. Like, we're going to have to fucking s- sweat this one out, um, you know. Eduardo was already on the field, so he wouldn't have been able to. He, the guys that he subs on in those situations are always Bora and Eduardo. <laughs> and they were both already on, so he couldn't do his, his trusty <laughs> shitty substitutions. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I'm glad that it, it worked out. I mean, in the end, we're the better team. Uh, definitely, you know, individually and, and team-wise. They had a couple guys that, are, that were all right and mixed in there. Um, but I mean, nothing that was really going to cause us any problems. Um, I wonder, I wonder what would have happened if Bettner stayed on the team. I wonder if, if they would have maybe even tested and then more, cause like you said, they did come, they did come near scoring. They hit the post. It also came from lazy defending. We didn't want to fucking clear the ball for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, they, they did, they did test us once or twice this game. So I can only imagine if, if Nicholas Bettner, the, the 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 goat that he is if if he would have maybe even you know made this game even more interesting maybe nick a goal for them or not because um, he definitely loves scoring against portugal so maybe even that that'll carry over to scoring against the portuguese team um i guess we'll never know and i'm glad we'll never know but uh, just a food for thought i guess yeah, we will probably not play another Norwegian team, you know, could be for a while. Who know maybe who knows, maybe in like the second qualifying round of Europa League next season we'll we'll play yeah. in Norway again or something. But you know, it's definitely well, no, better. It kind of makes it the Europa League too, so maybe next year, but yeah. That's just a very low possibility. They are likely going to be out of Europe completely next season, as Rosenberg are currently fourth in the Norwegian League top three have a chance in Europe. So they they will look likely to not be able to extend their their streak in you know the group stage because they will not be there. Unlucky boys, unlucky boys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Um, and so yeah, I guess we have uh, two weeks then until the game against PSV at the Alvalade at the end of November. So we will yeah. have to wait until then. The suspense. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it's it's. Uh, let me try to put this back in my ears right now. It's um. It's 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 more scary, man. I, I don't have I don't have a lot of aspirations. Let's just see how we're playing right now. I don't know about you. Uh, this is the this is kind of a thing that that has given me hope. You know, going on a European run. But yeah, I mean, I we kind of I really want to see us go through. I mean, I thought last For season, sure. last season we, you know, we deserved to go through in that group. We we smacked around those other two teams, and it was Arsenal and us, and it wasn't even close between second and third. Yeah. And then we caught Villarreal, who wasn't even good last season, and it felt like a good form. draw. It felt yeah. like a good draw, and we just played terrible. In yeah, yeah. three out of the four halves of that, of that you know, series, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like you said, I'm, you know, Europe is really the only thing we're kind of playing for right now. Uh, we're out of the league. We're out of the TASA. More than, more like, most likely we're out of TASA the league, as I think the WAP will go through. Um, 
<laughs> we're only really playing for Europe or a European quali- like a European place in third. So if we fall away at, at Europe, um, I mean, it might be a blessing in disguise as we might be able to push on for third, but it'll just end up being a, a super boring season this week, this year. And we'll be playing like one game a week at best sometimes, you know? So, yeah. But I mean, again, we're in first right now, so I'm not trying to bring negative vibes or anything, but uh, I, I, seeing as we still have to play last and PSV, I'm not. I'm not too confident. Even though we won today, and I and I like the performance, I'm not. I'm not very confident at all. Yeah, there's still a lot to do. Yeah. In terms of advancing, um, but we've at least put ourselves in a decent spot going into it. Definitely, definitely in the best. Taking care of six points against Rosenberg is critical. If you go through and if you if you don't get six points against Rosenberg, you will not go through in this group. So. Oh yeah. Take that as you will to other teams that still have to play Rosenberg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True. <laughs> True. Um, all right. So do you want to do Mudley Dads? Sure. Or anything else on Rosenberg? Um, no, I'm good with Rosenberg. Sort of been, been kind of, I've been trying to ramble a bit, trying to make up for time. So. <laughs> we, we piled on them enough, those poor guys. Yeah. Tough season. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go back here to this weekend and tell you about the results. So the first one was Saturday, uh, sporting loss to Benfica in basketball. Uh, I watched this game. I don't know about you, Danny. Did you watch it? I did, I did. I watched most of it, at least. I yeah, didn't catch I, the very end, but... I watched most of it. I didn't catch the very beginning. So, yeah, I mean, it was a really good game. Even when sporting, it seemed like they were likely going to go out of it, fall out of it. They go down like 10 or 12 or 9. They cut it back and it grows again. They yeah. they, they hung in there the whole time till the very end and kept, kept, kept you know, hanging in, making a two-possession, one-possession game. Uh, and they had a chance, but uh, they they lost this one. Um I really like. I know he's been having a really good season, but uh, James Ellen is it Eleanor? Ellisor. Ellisor. There you go. Uh, he's been. He's a baller. I like him a lot. He's a really good player. Um, he's definitely going to lead Spartan to, to some good things. We're also just a point back from Benfica too, so it, it doesn't hurt the standings. The, the, yeah. It's our first. It's our first der- derby as a as a as a team. I mean, we were just constructed, you know, a few months ago. So. Um, for us to already have that sort of like fight back, it, it's positive signs at least. Um, I think what Sporting needs and what Portuguese basketball needs especially is for these athletes or these players to know how to make a fucking three free throw. The amount of free <laughs> throws missed this game, maybe I'm just maybe we're spoiled for watching the NBA, but it, it was it's pretty bad. I, I'm pretty sure like the both teams together would be like. 60% if, if that on, on free throws made so um, but it was a good watch I liked it it was a, it was a good like intense derby too it was a good basketball game yeah. and Ty Tony also got into foul trouble he is yeah. also really good and yeah. the guy who is played better in this game is gonna keep getting better hasn't fully hit there yet Trevante Williams hasn't played that much but in the minutes he has played Yeah, so I think that you know Trevante Williams will pick up pick up steam 
gets his hands in there always, gets steals, generates turnovers. Really good defensively. A um, bit better offensively for him in this game. So high expectations for him. Let's move on to our next sport here. Which if this page would stop freezing. Uh, the hockey and patines team beat FC Porto 3 nothing. Nice W um, for those boys. Uh, futsal won against uh, Fundão. And then they won today as well against Bordignosa. Um, and then also, and the ball had a European game this weekend. And who do they play? One second. I'm sorry, Steph. I'm I'm disgracing you by not having this organized enough. <laughs> oh, they played the the re rehimaki Cox. Um, oh right, beat, the Cox. And they and they beat the Cox thirty-eight to twenty-nine. Nice. Uh, also for handball, they had a league game as well, and they defeated um, SC Horton. Um, what else do we have? Not too much else. The U23s lost to Academica, um, 2 nothing. So after that very hot start to the season, the under-23s have now dropped, what is that, four, four winless in a row, two draws, two losses. And so, yeah. And they're now a point, a point behind Benfica. So it seemed like the title was certain. We were just steamrolling everyone. Cooled down a little bit. And uh, we're actually in second place now. And the ladies... How much, sorry, how much of uh, Punch going to the senior team and then back down do you think that has an effect on the team, dude? It definitely has a large effect on the team. Because every, every day that you read the paper and you see that five of these players are training with the first team, and you're yeah. like... This guy is like 17 years old and he's never I mean you don't think he's even going to I mean he doesn't even he doesn't even put Plata on the bench. He's not going to put a you know Jolson or someone like that, you know? Exactly. So there it's just time that they're it's good that they're practicing with the with the with the senior team obviously for their own development, which is, you know, the most important part, but in terms of the team chemistry, if all your best players are never at practice, you know, it definitely does affect you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well done. Yeah. Anyways, continue, bro. My bad. All good. And then the women, uh, the women's team beat Maritimu four uh, nothing. Um, Navena Damjanovic, our Serbian uh, captain, bagged a brace in that one. She is a machine, by the way. Um, are, who who's your favorite player on the on the women's team? Um. It would probably be her as well. I don't really have a favorite, to be honest. I really liked Car- Carlin Bald- Car- Carolyn Baldwell. Baldwin, sorry, yeah. but she got injured, so uh, you probably won't be seeing her at all this season uh, or any more this season. But, uh, yeah, I'm at least liking the girls turning it around after that tough, uh, that tough loss to Befica. Um, it, it, on their first official derby, it's good to see the girls getting the results. Um, against the quote-unquote smaller teams. Yeah, I uh, agree with you on that one for sure. Modly uh, Dads, um, any other ones that I want to talk about futsal today? That's really, those are the main ones, at least. 
Yeah. So pretty good, pretty good weekend overall for the monthly dads. Um, and the, I guess this brings us to our Twitter question. Let me pull those up. All right. First question. Actually, I can make this screen share. All right. First question here from PM Rider esque. And that is at still P Mr. M R Y D. I'm going to spell that out. <laughs> at S T I L L P M R Y D E R E S Q. Um, he said, happy to be proved wrong tonight after, after Tondela and going into game with Noah Cunha slash Matthew. I thought would maybe labor to a draw. Nice to see Kawat score again and exercise a few ghosts from earlier games. PSV getting smashed 4-1 probably won't have helped our cause much. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, so we, we talked about the Contas um, as far as the group stands earlier. Yeah, um, I saw PSV went up one nothing, and I wasn't really paying too much attention to it, just focusing on the sporting game. Figured maybe Lask would, would get a draw, um, which would have been you know f- better for us also. But... Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect that, so, it was a good team last. Yeah. Um. And, and we've seen from their, uh, sorry, we've seen from their Champions League qualifiers, too, they almost made it to Champions League, so, um, definitely should have been taken, taken lightly, and they're definitely not being taken lightly anymore, so. I agree. Um, next one from Casa the Paiva, M Paiva 7. Would you guys agree that Miguel, Luis, and Dumbier are not at the level sporting need? them to be considered a regular starter. I'd rather see Bergansa and Zumbia spot and Chico Gerales for Miguel Luis. Agreed. Danny, what do you think about that? Um, agree on the regular starter. Uh, I, I definitely agree with Daniel Bergansa would do either of those two jobs well, whether that's playing as a six or an eight. Um, so, yeah. With with Chico, it, I don't even know what to think about Chico anymore um, in terms of, of if he's a starter or not, he's not really getting burned in, in a, a, AEK. Um, so I guess the verdict's still out. Though, I mean, if he's not getting burned there, I'd rather him come back on loan. So if that means, you know, long story short, yeah, I'll, I'll be cool with, I'll be cool with Shiku, um, Shiku Braganza and uh, Bruno Fernandes midfield. Uh, but uh, like I said earlier, definitely we needed to invest at least in another number six. Um, a more defensive-minded number six, a number six that that's, you know, really good at winning the ball back. I think that's what Dumbia lacks a lot. Um, though, I mean, he he looked decent in the Liverpool game uh, on preseason that we seen live. He looked decent last season, so maybe it's just a spell he's going through, or maybe it's the manager asking something different of him. Um, I guess we'll see. He is still young, so hopefully he'll still evolve into a good player. Because I think I think a player is in there, but um, yeah. I agree. Definitely not good enough to be a, a regular starter. And Miguel Luis as well. He's, he's sort of let me down. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and this kind of reminds me of something I thought of uh, today. I mean, not so much today. It was more the Tondela game because uh, he didn't play today. Did he? No, yeah, he didn't even play today. Uh, he played against Tondela, though. And uh, he, he will never score again. He scored that, that one goal in the, that first game that he had, and his dad got interviewed outside, and it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He cannot score, man. 
He has fluffed so the chats many, against Fondella too. If he I'm not totally mistaken. did, and he did. He fluffed one in, remarkably in that PSV game, the first one. Yeah, true. I, I mean, I feel like he's always like, I don't know, man. He just seems like he's he can't score. Um, yeah, which is shitty. Yeah, to me, to me, Miguel Luis's biggest thing too is um, at first when we first was hearing about him, it, we were we were hearing how he was like an Adrian type player, but better. Um, so, I mean, the better part is subjective, of course, but even then, like, I'm, I'm not sure if he's like an Adrian. I don't, I don't know. He's definitely not a six as an eight. It would probably be his best position, but even then, like going forward, he's average at best defensively. He's not the greatest either. He can maybe pick out a pass, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see what Miguel Luis's biggest strengths are, to be honest with you. He's definitely not a 10 either. So. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too too sure of what uh, I, Miguel Luis can really offer the team. I agree. I don't even think that he. You, I mean, I think you can make a case that Mateus Nunes, Daniel Bergasa, and Rodrigo mm-hmm. Fernandez are all better than him. Um, yeah. I guess he's a, a year or two older than some of them, but yeah, I don't give a shit if he's 21 and he's 19. You know. <laughs> yeah. Play the play the better player. I don't care. Especially about since either. I've seen the other one enough. It's like. Come on. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next one from Joel De Silva at Joel Leon 073, underscore 073, sorry. Um, what are your takes on the Macarides rumors? Would you want him at Sporting? This is actually truly hilarious because I was really bored on Monday afternoon, and it got dark so early, so it felt like it was, like, nighttime. It was, like, 4.30, and this game was happening. I, I think it started at 4.00. So it's like, or it, so it's like a, a Stubel versus Bovista at Bonfim, and Bovista absolutely battered them. But this guy just saved absolutely everything, and then they scored a late winner, and it was totally undeserved. Um, Stubel got the result. I think they have two goals of the season, by the way. They're yeah, just very but they're mid they're mid table though. <laughs> yeah, they've tied <laughs> they've tied four games zero zero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like the most Portuguese thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so it's like this game literally happens Monday afternoon um, East Coast time. It was 9 o'clock at night there in Portugal. And then they're printing this paper that like hours later, you know, that, that Tuesday morning paper. And my kid eats this morning. It's like, oh, my God, are you guys serious? Like, <laughs> Yeah. He, he just, had a good game, fair enough. Had, so maybe, a, hopefully, it's just that the, the papers are just linking him to us. I mean, I've like seen him play a couple of times. I mean, he's been around. He's been on a Stubble for a couple of years. I mean, he's been around. He's a decent goalie, but it's just yeah, like, he is. why? Why are we buying a thirty-year-old Georgian international goalkeeper? I think he. he uh, my only thing to me, he's not a, like you said. He's not a back keeper, and and he has done well. And like I, I remember more vividly, his his time at Mudeides was really good. I thought he was gonna do well at Wav last season, um, but we already have we already have uh, uh, Macarezzi and in, in Renan Ribeiro. I don't know how much better uh, he is from Renan, so it's not a major upgrade. Um, no, I mean, they're both 29 or 30. It's like, yeah, what, they're, they're what like the identical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, if we didn't have a guy like Luis Max um, with, with tremendous potential, you know, maybe bring in Materezzi to sort of like offer some sort of competition to Renan. But seeing as we have a young keeper here, um, we'd be stupid to waste more money 
on on a keeper when when Luis Max is clearly the future. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, shit, he should be the present. So it's a kick in the nuts for him if they sign another keeper. A hundred percent. Total kick in the nuts, and that's just like a uh, like punch in the face, kick in the nuts, and a kick in the gut for Diogo Souza. <laughs> yeah, true. Though I mean, he he, he hasn't really been that great, has he? Though. Yeah, he has been like playing a lot good... more for the U23s. Uh, I mean, yeah. They now... haven't been getting results, so sure. <laughs> there could be a correlation there. Sure. Um, next question from Anthony Menezes at Anthony M S underscore SCP. I'd say Vieto has been one of our top four player, four or five players so far, but do you think he's lived up to his transfer price? Danny, I know you mentioned you thought he was in our top couple players. Do you think yeah. he's worth 7.5 million euros? For 50%. For 50, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, for 7.5 euros, yes. For 14, not yet. Uh, but I, I like the... Jesus Christ. That's yeah, if you think about it, 7.5 for 50, that, that's technically, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I, saying, like, that's, a, that's an expensive play. That's a, that's yeah, like it a, is. It is. So, yeah, for 14 million, definitely not. Um, but... I mean, he, he's, he's getting into a rhythm, so he, he's providing us something. He, he's fairly consistent, though, you know, there are some games where he does disappear. I think it's even, especially towards the second half, I can't really blame just him because it's the, whole, the entire team, but especially in the second half, he, he tends to disappear out of games. But um, he has been... He did it today a little bit. I, exactly. He, he was there, but he wasn't there for a lot of it. Exactly. So he... Yeah, he hasn't lived up to the transfer fee. I think, again, I'm saying that he's been one of our better players, but it's pretty easy to be one of our better players this season, seeing as the team is pretty garbage. So, um, yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully he he just keeps on improving. And then, yeah, then we'll talk about him being worth the transfer fee. But as of right now, no, not yet. All right, next question from David Claudio at David Strife 35 do you agree on the fact that we should have CLS as our coach for the next two years? What do you think of our Hockey Info teams coach, Paul Fritas? Besides Verandas, who else do you think has to leave sporting? Um, so we break this down into parts. Um, do you agree on the fact that we should have CLS as our coach for the next two years? I don't know if I'm willing to commit to him for two years, but I'm willing to commit to him for this season, most likely. What about you? Agreed. Agreed. I think with coaches, you have to play it by ear also, too. But at least for this season, definitely. A lot can change quickly. Um, yeah. Two years is a long time. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what do you think? Of, do you have any opinion on Paul Fritas? Um, I mean, they're having a nice... I haven't. I haven't seen a lot of hockey games. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, I haven't seen that many hockey games either, to be honest. Um, mostly just seeing the results. Uh, although I have seen a couple. Um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't really uh, struck me um, yet. But, I mean... He he could be, um, you know, a great coach that I just haven't taken too much note of. And then besides Verandas, who else do you think has to leave sporting? Uh, I think a lot of people have to leave sporting. <laughs> yeah. Will those people leave sporting? I don't know, man. They It seems the only – there's really no – people don't leave. Even when they do leave, they still hang around and talk about it on the TV, you know. They, exactly. <laughs> it never really seems to go away. <laughs> Um, Diaz Fineda has never won an election, yet I know this guy more than I do other candidates. Like, yeah, Gary's yeah. never going to go away. You yeah. know, Alfred is never going to go away. 
Even Sosa Sinter still pops up every now and again. He's never going to go away. These they're just like yeah, exactly. permanent, permanently entrenched in like the 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 the, the cigar cafes of sporting elite. You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Dude, uh, what do you think of? Um, I know I, I'm only bringing this up because we're, we're mentioning how people need to leave. What do you make of uh, that plane trip to Norway and all the other? Um, board members making the trip especially two people that we just brought on board uh the wisdom guy or something like that they all went to norway oh yeah you didn't see I it didn't was, see it was sort story. of a big thing it was sort of a big thing on twitter where everybody was sort of complaining about um spartan club dashuj and, and shit like that and uh oh well if you didn't see don't worry about it but i i, I don't know too much about it either i just I do see that there are a lot of uh, a lot of people getting a free meal out of Spartan uh, nowadays. So to that, to David's question, everybody needs to that entire boardroom needs to fuck off. Yeah, it's it's a lot of a lot of insiders who are just kind of playing the game right now. But I think we are gonna reach a, a tipping point sooner rather than later. And believe it or not, we haven't actually reached the tipping point yet. So yeah. We've we've seen some shit, but it hasn't quite been the tipping point yet. So we'll see how things things see how things keep playing out. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll have some interesting discussions about that in the future. There's never a dull moment around in these parts. <laughs> For sure. Um, and then a final question here from Nun Gabriel at Catavalence. Gotta remember to send some in after the game. <laughs> did he send some in after the game? <laughs> did he? I don't think he did. <laughs> Let's check his Twitter. <laughs> uh, I don't think that he did. Hey. No, no. No, no. You always send in questions. So <laughs> we caught you slipping and exposed you once. <laughs> <laughs> One day hey, hey, it happens, man. Yeah, it does. And hey, stay strong on no, no- November, bro. I know yeah. it's easy that you're married, but stay strong, bro. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> <Great>. All right, <laughs> Danny. Do you have anything else? Oh, we can do a quick little uh, bonus stab preview for Sunday. Yeah. Um, what do you think? We are at home, I believe, right? Because we just played I on the road. So. Yeah, we're at home. We played two games away, so we better be playing at home. Yeah, we are at home. Yeah. Um, I think um, I think Billinus is pretty sad right now. Uh, I wasn't their last suck. game where they had no no fans whatsoever. They do suck. Uh, that just, 12, that's so, every game, Danny. <laughs> that is a good point. You're, you're you're right about that. My bad. You're my bad. Yeah, it it should be it should be a stomping. I I, I definitely hope it's a stomping. Last time we played them, it was eight one. Siljes was on the other bench. Now Silas is at Spartan, uh, so hopefully Silas sort of gets his revenge for being sacked. Um, and also, you know, he, he's the he's the one man that probably knows that team better than anybody in the league. So um, it, it would be a disaster if we lose to, to, to Bilinins is what I'm basically trying to say. Um, so hopefully we see, again, a Spartan more of the first half, but again, bringing that over to the second half because that's been a few games now where we've done well to start off and then sort of fell through once we got the lead. Um, I want to see a more hungry Spartan, and I'm hoping that Bilinic is the, the perfect 
the perfect victim because, like you said, they are not good. So, and they definitely won't have any fan support there either. So, um, there's no excuse for Sporting to to not win this game. Um, but anyways, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I agree. They're not good this season. Um, they've yeah, they. I mean, they had a coaching change already. We now have the coach. Uh, it's the it's the revenge of Silas and Emmanuel Ferro. They're they're coming back to haunt the the sad boys. Um, so let's uh, let's do it for the real bullness, um, and uh, and let's honor them by by scraping the this fake ass team. Tracks, facts, facts. I, I've got a two nothing sporting win. Um, yeah, I'll go with three one. Uh, we haven't suffered. Oh, actually, we did suffer against Sundala. Never mind. We didn't suffer today, so we'll probably suffer against Bilinis. I'll go 3 1. All right. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up here? No, dude. All right, man. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. We will talk to you at some point next week after the Bolness game. And then, no game next weekend because it is the next round of the Tasa de Portugal, which Sporting Sick. will be watching from their couch as the other teams play. Um, so just Forza the- Beta Mod. Sorry, <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, there's still a lot of <laughs> lot of uh, lower league teams still in it. So uh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, either either Porto or Benfica are playing a third division team. So be pulling hard for them. Isn't isn't Porto playing Stubal or something? Then it might be Benfica that's playing a third division team. Then yeah, probably. I could be wrong too. No, I um, think right. you're actually right. It might not be Stubal, but it might be like a first division team that they're getting. Benfica is playing Vizela, Porto is playing Stubal. You're right. Oh, okay, there you go. Look at me. Who's Betamar playing? Betamar's playing another third division. Oh, they're team. playing Anadia. Oh, they gotta win it that. It is Anadia. They they fucking better. It's the only yeah. it's the only chance I have of one of my teams fucking making the Tasa Portugal final, bro. This beta mod, not a Spartan decided to fuck off. Tough. Tough life. Tough <laughs> uh, what is the what is that team that is like has the guys from the Super Dragones as the team and they're um, always getting into Calda. Cal no is, is it Calda? Calda? I think that's the team that we played. Or the team that made it to the semis last year. That's Calda. Calda de Reina. Hmm. Is it Canela? It might be. Yeah, it's did they Canella. make it through? They did, they did, and they're playing another third division team, so they have a chance to keep. How great would it be if they played Porto, man? That'd be fucking. <laughs> that would be fucking <laughs> funny. Actually, it'd be rigged. They would be the game would be rigged. The game would be bought. Yeah, I mean, or they just yeah they just play around, but it'd be like super less aggressive. Like it'd be they're fucking. It would be like uh, remember uh, was it Tondela or Nacional? It might be Tondela. The game before they played a Benfica game, they had like 24 fouls, 25 fouls in like the first half. They played Benfica and they only got like 15 fouls the entire game. So it's <laughs> going to be something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. All right, <laughs> uh, we've been bullshitting for too long. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Sorry, right. guys, this podcast might not be the best, but <laughs> hope you like the shooting the shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of it was. Hey, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. And have a great weekend. Go sporting. Viva sporting.